Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing well. We are feeling a little bit tired, but we are grateful for another day, another episode of this podcast. We're going to be talking about something not too fun, honestly, but I'm really hoping that it won't just be a huge Debbie Downer. I don't think it will. Um, But today I want to talk a little bit about trauma and I'll go into a little bit more detail um, later on, kind of like why this came to my mind and where I want to go with this. But first, we got our some type of way, y'all. So You guys, let me tell you, the other day, and I don't know if this happened outside of my apartment or at work, but I think outside of my apartment, y'all, I went to my car, I was about to leave, and I see a note on my car, and let me tell you guys, do you know what the note said? It said, learn how to park. (laughs) And honestly, I felt very offended. I'm just going to be real. I was offended. First of all, I feel like I don't park terribly all the time. I can't, you see, and this is the thing. I think the note was on my car for at least a day before I noticed it because it was on the, it was on not the driver's side and I'm not walking on that other side to get to my car. So I didn't see it because like the day that that happened, I'm like, but I'm parked perfectly fine. I don't get it. (laughs) But obviously somebody is very offended about, by the way that I'm parking my car. (laughs) And so the person who left that note, I just want to say, why don't you come and teach me how to park? How about that? (laughs) Listen, I'm not going to claim that I'm like the greatest driver of all time, okay? No, but I don't think I'm the worst either. And I'm definitely not the worst at parking, but obviously someone's not happy with it. So (laughs) I felt offended. I truly did. (laughs) It's funny now, but I was just like, hmm, man. Anyways, that made me feel some type of way, y'all but it's fine. I have been a lot more cognizant of my parking now when I go anywhere so as not to offend anyone. (laughs) Anyway, y'all. Okay, so yes, I mentioned earlier we're going to talk about trauma. So here's what happened, y'all. I had a therapy appointment a couple weeks ago, and during that session... I started like breaking down some of like, I will just say started processing some of my trauma and I had this almost like epiphany of like, oh my gosh, first of all, in that session, I came to the realization that, Hey, I had not processed this aspect of my trauma ever. And oh my gosh, how could I have gone all this time and not done that? And then, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. And it was just like, oh, I felt uh, all the things in that moment. I felt 
overwhelmed with emotion. I felt like, man, is this going to be over? When is this going to be over ever? Like, is this ever going to be over? It's just like, you're, you think you have this one issue and then all these other things are coming up and you're just like, oh my goodness, it just seems overwhelming. Like my problem solving brain goes, okay, we need to work on this and then this and then this and this and this and this. And there's also like all these other things I probably don't even know yet that I'm going to have to work on. And my brain, my heart, I just got overwhelmed and I felt frustration. You know, a part of me was beating myself up because I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been in therapy for a year. I, thought I was working on a lot of things and I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface, you know? And so it just got me thinking um, that I think there are a lot of misconceptions about trauma and things that people just don't know. People make certain assumptions and it's just not that. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I thought, hmm, this may really be a good um, topic to discuss. So I'm titling this episode, What Nobody Tells You About Trauma. Where to even begin? I wrote things down, y'all, because I'm not going to remember. It, I, and that's another thing, you guys. So as I was thinking about this episode, I actually sat down one day and I just wrote things that came to the top of my head about trauma that like, I wish I knew, you know, you know, how they always say like what no one talks about when you're having a baby. Well, this is what no one talks about regarding trauma. And like, as I was writing this down, so many things came up and I'm like, man, like, I can't even believe, again, I can't believe this is not something that, um, people talk about a and that I myself being in the mental health field didn't know and I think I think the thing is to it's not even about not knowing but it's about when you go through it yourself when you're experiencing it yourself it just hits different you know what I mean so first things first trauma looks different for everyone and I feel like this is something that we hear all we've been hearing more often especially regarding PTSD um, but I'm not even fully talking about PTSD but I think there has been more of an understanding of what PTSD is and the fact that it's not just um, about people who go to war and have that level of trauma that PTSD encompasses a number of other stressful events um, that can cause all kinds of emotional responses, frankly. And so that's one thing that I've really come to terms with within myself too, because I'm gonna be real, y'all. It took me a long time to admit to myself that, oh, I have been through trauma. I am traumatized by the things that I went through. That's because of the misconception and understanding that I had on what it even is. So I actually pulled up the definition. There's so many definitions. I was looking up a lot of different meanings to things as I was, you know, prepping for this episode. And I found one that I really think is very simplified and helpful. 
This one is just from dictionary.com, y'all. It says trauma is an experience that produces psychological injury or pain. I like this definition because it's so broad. I think it's very easy to apply to a lot of things. Literally an experience. It could be anything. It's basically saying an experience that can cause you psychological pain is trauma. I thought I found another definition. This one says trauma is a response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope, causes feelings of helplessness, diminishes their sense of self and their ability to feel a full range of emotions and experiences. And this one, of course, is a lot more in depth, but I like this one as well, because, again, it talks about the effects. I think this is more like the the, the psychological pain aspect, like what that actually means, which is problems with coping, feelings of helplessness, low self-esteem, you know, not being able to feel all the emotions, only being in touch and connected with one specific emotion or maybe a few and not all of them. I think that's really important to understand. And so, yeah, understanding first what is trauma and then understanding that it can look so different. What is traumatic for me is not traumatic for you. It doesn't have to be for traumatic for another person. I think when we can understand this, it will help with the judgment that we have on ourselves for feeling however we feel, the difficulties that we're having with whatever our experiences are, and also on the judgment towards other people. Because when we, I think that when we don't understand what it actually is, we can look at a person, look at the person's behavior and say, why are you acting like this? And not have compassion for this person because we don't think that they went through a traumatic situation. You know, um, I remember when I was working, my very first job, we had to, I was working with children and we had a trauma screening that we had to ask. And of course, when you're working with kids, you have to break it down very simply so that they can understand. And on our trauma screening, it was maybe about like eight um, different categories. You know, you have sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Um, you have witnessing someone dying, witnessing a car accident, being in a car accident, um, being in a natural disaster, witnessing a natural disaster, only hearing about someone um, in the family that's been through a natural disaster. You know, the range was wide. And at the end, there was an other. And I love that we have that too, because as a therapist, as we, we would talk to the kids about like different things that can be traumatic, get to know them, maybe something else might come up that would be traumatic. And we had the space to say, okay, this is another experience that for you caused you pain. Parents divorce, that was one of them, you know, moving, moving to another city, place, whatever. All of these things can be traumatic. And um, I think that's just really important to understand. For me, again, when I came to terms with like, oh, I went through 
a traumatic event. I went through multiple traumatic events because that's another thing. Trauma can be one single event. It can be over a period of time over and over again. Um, and I think, again, that's also important to understand because the response, the reaction for something that happened one time and then for something that happens all the time is different. Also, although it could be similar, but just again, understanding how wide the range is, I think helps us understand ourselves and why we respond the way that we do and why are we um, prone to uh, certain, again, connecting more to certain emotions versus others. Um, and yeah, it hit me. And again, I, I went to the place when I was in my therapy session, I went to that place of judging myself. Like, how did I not realize this was this? I'm in the mental health profession. I know what this looks like. Why didn't I know this was it for me? And, you know, I had to remind myself, hey, you are being really hard on yourself. Let's try to practice compassion because... You just didn't know. Um, so that's one thing I think we need to understand. Trauma is different and looks different for everyone. The other thing I think that no one really talks about is triggers. And okay, I think that the word trigger is a buzzword. It's become a buzzword in recent times. I kind of, again, want to define what that is and break it down a little bit because I think there's a misunderstanding of the word and therefore it becomes something we can easily use to sometimes excuse our behavior. But that's another conversation. Um, but I, I think we, uh, I think it's important to, to define trigger. So I'm just going to pull up again, one of the definitions that I found that I think is helpful. So it says anything that reminds you of what happened right before or during a trauma is a potential trigger. They're usually tied to your senses. You may see, feel, smell, touch, or taste something that brings on your symptoms. While triggers themselves are usually harmless, they cause your body to react as if you're in danger. So what, what I think the way we can break it down is something happens that can be very minor. It can be major, whatever. Some event happens and it brings you back to that time when you experience trauma, therefore making you feel like you're in danger, even if you're not. You can feel unsafe physically, emotionally. You can feel certain sensations in your body, Um and it's usually something that comes up like that. There is no planning. It comes out of nowhere. And the reaction that you have to this thing also comes out of nowhere. Sometimes the reaction that you have, um, is, it seems irrational to the situation because other people don't know what you're feeling inside. Like that feeling of I'm in danger, whether it's physically or emotionally, makes you respond in a certain way to kind of like protect yourself. Um, and that's because of the reminder of whatever the traumatic event 
was for you. And again, that is something that can get really complicated, particularly if the traumatic event that you experienced or whatever your trauma was, was ongoing. Because if it's ongoing, it's not just something that is probably not just a one action. It probably includes a lot of different things that can bring out different emotions and different things out of a person. And so understanding that these things can happen at any moment. Oof. That's been one that I have um, learned the hard way. And, and also understanding that it's okay. Like, Oh, I will, I will say over the past, um, even with this move, actually, let me say that. I think since I've moved here, I've experienced multiple triggers, I think. And I think it's because I have transitioned, but now I haven't transitioned alone. And so I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of the things that I've done over the past couple of years, but I'm doing it by myself. And so there's like that reminder of, oh, I used to do this with another person. And then it just brings me back to all the, the stuff, all of the stuff. And it's, it's hard because what I notice after the fact sometimes is that my behavior, the way that I'm approaching certain situations is in a way to protect myself because I feel like I feel that same feeling I felt in the past, you know, again, can like connecting back to my trauma, whatever I experienced with this person, as I'm going through the motions, doing the things again alone, it brings me back. And therefore I'm, Maybe I'm experiencing a certain emotion a lot more often that feels uncontrollable. Or what I've noticed for me is this sense of control has been so um, significant in this time period because of how out of control I felt in the marriage a lot of the times. And, and so now I'm doing a lot of things that gave me that feeling of a feeling of a sense of control. But in reality, I don't have that. And so then I end up just like causing myself more problems because I I'm I'm giving myself a false sense of control that's causing more damage. And so it just hurt into this big this big to do and it, it causes me more problems. And then I'm trying to figure out, okay, why am I responding like this? And why am I acting like this? And what is happening? And again, it wasn't until I did therapy and was able to process all these things that I realized, oh, this is what this is bringing up for me. And because this brought this thing up for me, this is why I'm acting the way that I am. And it sucks. It's hard, especially for me with control being my issue. I, how can I say this? I struggle with control. 
then I realize that, hey, I can't control anything. Then I get anxious and I'm worried about things that I can't control. And that takes over. And then I, instead of focusing on what I can control, I spend all the time focusing on what I can't. And it just like spirals down, you know, and and then I just end up doing a lot of things that don't make sense that are actually irrational, you know, um, like last week I talked about wanting to go home. Right. And in my head, just thinking, OK, this is not working out. And so I literally had went down this rabbit hole of. Well, okay, let me do a little bit of explaining. So last week I was talking about things not working out. So when I came here, I was having a lot of issues just with the apartment, a lot of living issues. Nothing was going right. And because of that, it was bringing up a lot of things for me again related to the divorce and the marriage and things that are, it, it was triggering. It was, I, can I say that? Yeah. It triggered a lot of things within me. And so I, in my triggered state said, I need to get out of here. I don't feel emotionally, physically safe here. So I need to go to a place where I know I do feel safe. And my immediate thing is let me run away. Let me, you know, you have the fight or flight. I'm going to fly away. And I couldn't do that. So I was left in a place of like, figuring it out. And I remember I had therapy. Um, it just so happened too that my therapy, st I stepped down therapy instead of every week to every two weeks. And so I had had therapy in two weeks and it seemed like it was forever because all this stuff was going on and I just wished I had the time to like spend to process it. But when I eventually got back in session, my therapist was like, okay, what is this bringing up for you? Like, why are you responding like this? And once we were able to process and talk about it, then we came to the conclusion, oh, this thing reminds you of this because of what happened. And therefore you are acting like this. And I think understanding that triggers happen often, all the time, without expecting them. It's important because when they do come up, we act. We don't really notice what we're doing. And sometimes we do things that cause more harm than good, like I said. And I think that if we're able to recognize, okay, especially like for me, it's been a year, but it's only been a year. Everything is still very fresh. There's a lot of like, it's fresh. So understanding that, hey, it's okay. It's normal for things to come up for you. Things will come up for you. That's okay. And when they come up, understanding what your typical responses are is essential. And again, I realized for me, control came up a lot. I have, I've, I've been having a hard time with flexibility and it just so happens that different situations are happening in my life right now that forces me to uh, be flexible, you know? And so I, now that I recognized um, the virginity as a trauma response, I've been able to sit with it and think to myself, okay, am I responding due to my trauma? Is this rational? Is this helpful? to really like dissect what I'm doing and 
and ultimately help, help me to help myself because that's the thing. I think a lot of times we don't recognize, A, that we are even triggered. Um, we don't recognize that we're, we have trauma. Therefore, we don't recognize that we're being triggered. And therefore, when we act a certain way out of the triggers, it doesn't make sense. And that can cause a lot of issues in your relationships with people, at work, with family, whatever. And so when I was finally able to say, okay, this is something that has happened to me. And these are things that will continue to come up for me. And when it does, here's what I can do about it. It's helpful in the long run because I'm not a slave to my trauma, you know? And again, I was able to do that in therapy, which is again, why I'm always going to recommend that if this is not something that you can handle on your own, go to therapy. I mean, there's no con to going to therapy, frankly. You have an outside party that's unbiased, that's able to help you process and talk through things that you've gone through and help you figure out how to deal with it. For me, I did not even realize my trauma responses. And therefore, I did not know how to fix it. Once I realized it, then it was like, okay, so what do I do about this now? Like, how how do I go about fixing this? I didn't know that either. And But I had my therapist to help me. And so that's why I really feel like it's important to understand you're going to be triggered and it's going to happen. Um, a lot. It can happen anytime. And there's something that you can do about it. I think this leads me into the next point, which is you learn new things about how the trauma affects you, new ways. As you get to learn what your trauma responses are, as you get to learn what your triggers are, you learn all the different ways that your trauma has affected you. Like, I think Here's an example. Since I got divorced, right, and I had certain issues within my marriage, to me, it's obvious that, or it seems obvious that one issue I may have is when, if I decide to date again, certain relational issues are going to come up for me because obviously, right, that is a, a common um that, that makes sense that that would happen whenever I decide to get back into the dating world. And that's like an expected uh, effect of the trauma, right? <laughs> I'm here thinking about effect and affect, effect and effect. That is what I'm thinking about, which is why I paused. Which one is it? <laughs> the effects of trauma, the effect. Yes, E with effect with an E. There we go. Anyways, yeah. Now I just lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, thank God for editing. Will I keep this in? I don't know. But basically the point is, yes. Okay, so that is one way that I know my trauma is going to affect me. Affect me. One effect of my trauma. Okay, guys, I got it. I thought I'm going to have problems um, trusting and and whatever relational issues in the future in a relationship. Makes sense. But what I don't realize, and I still don't even know fully, is that after this trauma has happened, 
now I have another problem with control, as I said. Now I have a problem with control that I was not expecting because things happened to me in a way that was unexpected. And I, it was kind of like, uh, a blind side, for example, because I felt so out of control in this situation. Now I feel the only way I can keep myself safe is to be in control all the time and not just in a relationship, like in any relationship, probably in my friendships with my family at work. Again, like that rigidity aspect that I was talking about. Now I have a problem with this. I didn't realize. And so that's what I want to hone in on is this can affect you in so many different ways that you don't even realize and you don't know and that you don't expect. And it throws you for a loop because I think for me in particular, after a certain point, I came, I was like, okay, so I've been in therapy. Like, this is my problem. I've been in therapy. I've been working on it. Not that I'm like better, but things are better. And therefore, when it comes to that specific issue, um, I've, I've, I've dealt with all the things I need to dealt with, deal with. And so it's just about moving on. But then again, I started working. I moved. And again, issues, things were coming up for me that, were unexpected and it, it it was like oh oh i don't like this how like what is this you know and again uh there was judgment on myself because well why why am i acting like this and why is this affecting me this way and i thought i was over this and i thought i was able to move on and you know i think that can help make you get caught up in that instead of Focusing on the healing, you know, when you understand that your trauma will affect you in multiple ways and are open to learning what those are and doing that self-reflection and, and looking within and saying to yourself, okay, I didn't think this was going to affect me like this. And now I recognize that it has, or I don't even really know how this has fully affected me. And let me try to sit and process this and think, how are the other ways this has affected me? And also knowing that maybe you figured out the two other ways that it did and you're good. And then like another third way comes up being able to have that grace with yourself. And again, that self-compassion and say, you know what? I didn't realize that my, my trauma has affected me in this way, but now that I know that it has, it's okay. I'm not going to hold myself to some ridiculous standard that is ultimately again, causing me more pain. So I think that's really, really important to understand and keep in mind. The other point I wanted to make is healing happens over time, which I know that people like that kind of probably seems obvious maybe. And I know people talk about all the time, like time heals all wounds, which honestly, I don't believe. I think that time heals all wounds. No, let me say this. I believe time can heal wounds if you are working on it. 
If you just ignore your problems and just sit there and avoid it at all costs, don't face the thing that has affected you, you're not going to get healing because all you've done is avoid it. But if you're willing to work on it, to acknowledge it and to process your feelings about it, go through the hard emotions, let yourself feel it, then healing can come. And I think understanding that healing is not linear and that it is not going to just happen quickly is essential, especially for people like me. You want to just check off the box. You want to like have your goal and know that you're doing all the things to meet it. And, you know, I think for me, I came to, again, this understanding like, hey, I'm working on it. I'm doing it. And like by X time, I'll reach it. And that's just not realistic. It's not going to happen that way. And it's, again, a hard reality to face because that means that you're probably going to spend a lot of time in pain. And that sucks. And if you're like me, you're going to spend time avoiding that pain because the pain sucks. (laughs) But spending time avoiding the pain, spending time intellectualizing the pain like I also do, just extends your healing journey. And so, you know, understanding that it's something that's going to take time. And that, again, going back to the point I made earlier about learning, understanding the different ways in which things affect you. What as you're going through your healing journey, what happens is you, you know, okay, this is the problem that I have and you work on that problem and maybe you heal it. My best friend said it to me in the, in the best way possible. Well, I think in the best way, I don't know if I can say it as good, but it's like, okay, you went through the issue, you healed it. Maybe for this particular problem, you are like 90% healed. Great. But what happens is again, with trauma, there are all these other issues that come up and it's like, Okay, heal 90% of this. But now we have this. We, uh, we're we like 10% on this issue. Then we have this and this and this. All these different um, things that we got to work on and we don't have the answer to yet. And giving yourself, again, the grace to say, to understand that it's going to take time and you're not going to get to all of it right now and even if you were to talk about all of the traumatic things in one sitting like you're not going to heal from that right away and knowing that that's okay it's okay that it's going to take you time you can't heal things that you're not aware of and if you you're not aware of things if you're not talking about them and processing them. And so giving yourself the grace in those moments is so essential to your actual healing. You know, I think um, one thing I really struggled with, I, I still struggle with it, is just like blaming myself for a lot of the things that happened. And thinking, why did I let this happen? And why didn't I know this? And why didn't I see this? How could I just have ignored this? And my therapist said, well, hold on. Did you know this at that time period? And I said, no, right, because you were 
like 18 years old. How could you have known that? So how are you holding yourself accountable for stopping something that you didn't know at that time? And I was like, hmm. Okay, you're right. And I think it's that same thing of you're expecting yourself to heal because you expect yourself to know uh, where all the wounds are at once, but you don't. You only know that you have a wound here and you have dressed it and put the ointment on and it's good. But then another wound comes up here and you're like, oh no, we got to fix that too. And it's just, if you don't know about this one that is right here, you can't fix it. And so having grace with yourself, taking the time to heal even just the one part is huge. Patting yourself on the back when you're able to cross that bridge, okay? Because let me tell you guys, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I started diving into something I never talked about before, and it was so hard. It's still hard because I'm still in the midst of processing it. But I remember that the first day that I like went there and after that session, I just cried and cried and cried. And it felt like, oh, it just felt like, oh, my gosh, when is this going to be better? The same thing I was saying earlier, it felt like so much. It felt so terrible. And as I was sharing this with my best friend, she reminded me, hey, okay, let's not minimize the work that you've done so far. Like you have done a lot of internal hard work. And even though you are opening a new box, like this closed box that you have here is huge and don't let's celebrate that too like let's remember that for now when you're about to attack this other thing like it's all hard and you have done the hard thing and so you can continue to do the hard thing and that was really encouraging because again when it comes to healing everyone wants to do, we wish we could just do like this and problem solved but it's just not a reality and it takes so much um mental strength sometimes physical strength too to push yourself to go to certain places that cause you pain and like that's a part of the healing too and you just can't it can't be avoided and giving yourself the credit where credit is due you need that to push you forward to go into the next hard thing. So that's a reminder to myself, honestly. And also to you, you have done the hard thing and you can continue to do hard things. And last thing that I want to talk about is the fact that you're going to have good and bad days and it's okay. Okay. I mean, y'all know, if y'all been hanging with me since the beginning, you know, this has been my ultimate issue. Um, feeling like when you're good, you're good and all your problems are solved, it's good. And then the next thing you know, the bad day hits you and you're just like, oh, why? I thought I was good. And it's this unrealistic expectation that you will have 
all good days after you have been able to just move on, move past this thing. And that's just not realistic. First of all, for every human on this earth, every human has good and bad days, period. That's just a reality of life. And it sounds very simple, but the truth is a lot of us live our lives as if that's not the truth. A lot of us expect to have good days all the time. And a lot, a lot of us have difficulty when those hard days come. And it's just important to remember you will have good days and bad days and those don't negate the work that you've done. It doesn't negate the healing that has happened thus far. It doesn't negate um, the progress that you've made. Just because you had a bad day doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're back to square one. No, it just means you had a bad day period. So that's the last thing I wanted to just share with you guys that in this process of dealing with your trauma, healing from your trauma, you're going to go through it. You're going to experience the difficulty and bottom line, it's okay. I am not okay. And that is okay. <laughs> that is the whole premise of this entire podcast. And it seems like everything just comes back to it, which I think is very fitting. So there it is, y'all. Um, and this kind of leads into my, my what God has taught me. You know, it's so funny because this week, you know, there are times when you just hear God talking to you through everything. I will always say it's like the theme of my life. And I feel like this past week, there's just been a theme throughout this week that's been everywhere. Like every person I talk to, this theme has come up. Every like sermon I've listened to, every, just everything. It seems like this is coming up a lot. I'm getting these reminders a lot. And I think it's for a reason. And I'm very happy to share it with you. And that is Something that can seem like it's bad isn't always bad. Sometimes it's actually what's best. Sometimes it's actually a good thing. And for us as humans, we cannot see the big picture, but God can. I said this um, at church in our study yesterday that the thing is, God has the puzzle piece. First of all, God has, he has the ability to zoom out to see the entire puzzle, what it's supposed to look like. And he has the pieces to put in there, to put it all together. We can't see the big picture sometimes. Sometimes the puzzle is right here and all we're seeing is the color and we can't see what color, what that color is supposed to create. And it's just, sometimes it, it'll take years to learn. Maybe it will, maybe it'll take like till we, when we get to heaven that we can see, okay, Lord, I see the puzzle that you were trying to, that you were putting together. I see the pieces. I see the picture. 
And I think understanding that God is the one who created the picture and the puzzle. It's so encouraging to me because anytime I worry about not knowing what to do or why is this happening to me, anytime I struggle with being triggered with something along those, something regarding my trauma, a trauma response, whatever, I am reminded that I can go to God who created the whole thing, can see the the bigger picture. And even in my moment of, I don't understand why this is happening, I can trust that God's got it. He knows why this is happening. He has a greater purpose for this. And all I got to do is trust in him and he'll work the rest out. And I mean, this podcast is a prime example of that because this podcast for me would never have existed if I didn't get divorced. It just wouldn't have. Um, And for me, the divorce was seemingly the worst thing that could happen to me. But I'm learning now that it really wasn't. It really was the best thing, especially again, as I am processing through um, things in therapy, as I'm learning more, growing closer to God, I'm just realizing, man, I am in a much better place I'm in a much better situation in order to become the woman that God wants me to be. In order to become the best version of myself, I am in that situation. And frankly, if I were not, who knows where I would have been? It wouldn't be here. And just the ability to be able to use the worst thing that's ever happened to me to do this, talk openly about it, share some of my struggles and hopefully help someone, even if it's just one person listening right now, for one person to listen to me and to say, hey, I know exactly what you're going through. I am so glad that someone else also feels this way. I'm so glad that I'm not alone in this. Thank you for sharing. Like that's more than enough. And that is the most palpable um, example for me of bad things, not actually being the worst things and actually being what's best. And I, I know God is just beginning to show me um, how much better I am better off I am and how much more work he has for me to do. Like, I know that work is just beginning. And so in moments when I get down, because they will happen, I just want to remind myself that just because this seems and feels like it's the worst thing ever, it doesn't mean it actually is. And I just want to remind you guys and encourage you all too that Even if when things are going terribly and you just don't understand why this is happening and there is nothing, no rhyme or reason, there is nothing that makes it make sense. When you trust that God has the big picture and that he is going to take care of it and that there is a greater purpose for this, you'll be able to get through anything. So with that, guys, I'm going to leave you until next week. 